Good afternoon, everybody. I'm back. I just want to say that I've had I had a great day yesterday. I had a great day because I was invited to come to the National Center for Civil and Human Rights in Atlanta by my daughter, Tamika Cummins. And this was a a event that I always take seriously because I was inspired by the message. I was hurt again by what I saw. But at some time, at some point, my hope had dwindled. And before I get into it, I want to say that almost 60 years ago, or plus, it was March on Washington with King and Abernathy and a host of notable names. The majority of those individuals has passed on. But their body of work is still with us. And I wanted to elaborate on a unity theme that I saw during March on Washington. During that time in 1960, we were faced as a country with issues that pretty much tore this country apart. Race, bigotry, But the powers of the people, not the march, brought a sense of unity that in 2019 we don't see. And what I mean by that is that there were just as many whites in during the march and I'm pretty sure they was, was not there to be a spectator. There were just as many non-blacks in at the march. Despite that you saw a lot of blacks because of our skin color. And this film was done in black and white. And that was the, the media at the time. 
But I wanna I wanted to express how I felt when I saw, when I continue to see hundreds of thousands of people gathered for a cause that was committed to civil rights, was committed to tearing down boundaries, was committed to desegregation, It was it was it was incredible to look at this film again. But I was saddened by the current events of today. How we still can go to a sports arena, black, white, brown, and enjoy that. But we cannot come together when it comes to a harsh reality about race. I saw people hugging each other, people getting off the train in Union Station, and buses coming into Washington, D.C. Everybody signing up from Arizona to to Utah to New Mexico to Puerto Rico, let alone Alabama, North Carolina, Mississippi, where the hurt is was felt oh oh expeditiously. The lynching. They were still lynching during that march. They were still trying to lynch people and lynching people during that march. But we saw a unity that we don't see today. All our so-called civil rights Icons are paid icons now. You don't raise enough money, you don't get them to come to your neighborhood. We still see presidential personnel candidates for president that that are sending making robocalls and sending messages to send them $5 so they can so they can represent you in your community but they don't show up in your community like king and a philip randolph Malcolm X We don't see that today. You don't see that today. That's why 
I was hurt by what I saw and how I see it today. Yes, we had a black president, but they treated him like they treated President Obama like some crap. Had he been doing the things that President Trump is doing today, they would have tarred and feathered the brother. They would have rolled him out of town so quick. But we don't see that. We are not inspired by the by the heroic acts of the four black men that sat in Woolworths in North Carolina, A&T, Greensboro students. We are inspired by that, but we come back to 2019. And we're not getting the message. The message is not clear. There's not an impactful significance to the change. Yes, a lot of black people have made it. They got nice cars, living in beautiful homes. But are they really woke? Or they woke to their own demise. <coughs> Excuse me. We must be determined with our millennials. to change this narrative in America. It's not going to just take black people. It's going to take white people, brown people. It's going to take Asians. It's going to take Jews. It's going to take those that have been so oppressed in this country. Their children's children have to step up. Because we won't have a tomorrow. We won't have a future. The National Center for Civil and Human Rights would not mean anything if we do not use the powers of the people that are in that museum to change this narrative. Yes, I was hurt, legs, walking with my cane, Legs in pain, nerve damage, 
all up and down the left side of my legs and my arms. But it's nothing compared to when Bull Connor released the dogs on these black people. I seen, you see a woman, that's an iconic picture of a police officer, three police officers beating down a black woman, throwing her to the ground, putting their foot, their knee in her back. Young boys being ripped apart by these dogs. But now they're just being shot. And thrown in jail. You have to go to these places. Black people, white people have to go, brown people, Jews, everybody has to go to these places to see where we can be and where we have to be. Yes, we got 15 Democrats running for president, and we got a couple of Republicans. But none of them really care about you. None of them. Maybe President Obama did. Maybe Reagan did. Maybe Carter did. But I'm telling you now that if you don't see these individuals in your community, if town hall meetings are not held in your community, your vote doesn't mean anything. Because these individuals are not looking into your face. They're not coming to your surroundings because they play it safe. They play it safe so they won't have to see the poverty. They won't have to see the, the, a woman sleeping on the street in a place where they're trying to get votes. They're not seeing that. And they don't want to see it. Because they've already written you off as a voter. Black, white, it don't matter. Trash is trash. And that's what they say. That's how they feel about you. Call your congressman and ask them and get them actually on the phone. And tell them to come past your house, to sit in your house, to look inside your cabinets, to look inside your refrigerator. This is what 
Adolph Randolph did. This is what King did. This is what Rob Abernathy did. This what Malcolm X did. This is what these individuals did. And grant you, there were women as well. I just can't express that as much. Because there were women that was fighting before Rosa Parks decided that she was going to sit on the back of the bus. Yeah, I said it. But I love what she stood for anyway. Because she had the backing of the NAACP. She had the backing of Martin Luther King. They used her as a legacy statue to deal with the boycott in Alabama. But there were so many significant ideas and thought-provoking conversations that I would have with myself or with one of the creators at the museum. I was inspired by what I saw. Right down the road from in walking distance from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But just across the street, we have so much poverty that it's a shame that they have not changed the narratives. They now have changed the hope of those people across from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Many of those, probably none of those people will be able to afford a ticket to come to a game. But yet the stadium is in the heart of their community. They wiped out two historical churches to put that stadium there. But yet we have wiped out a hundred year history of one church where that stadium stands on hollow ground. What has Arthur Blank done? I don't know. As a child advocacy group and lobbyist for our children, my organization, Youth Development Capacity Building Inc., has reached out for years to Arthur Blank. But each time you get a I regret, I decline, or we just not interested.
let's just say during those trying times in the civil rights movement, a church such as Friendship would have never moved from its place of residence for any money. But we have been so blind to the fact that we will sell our soul. We will sell the souls from the bottom of our feet. I'm going to end with this. The focus of the 2020 Democrat election, which some people say we'll focus on women of color, But we not focus on women of color. We're just focused. They're just focused on beating Donald Trump. That's all. Instead of changing those neighborhoods instead of helping those grassroots organizations change those neighborhoods. I shifted my podcast subject matter somewhat, but I want to end with this. Three young black males in Atlanta, on the Beltline, under 13 years old, robbed a woman by gunpoint. Under 13 now. Yet we got thousands of billions, billions of dollars are going to be spent on Someone trying to get be president again. But we can't help these young boys find their way in life. We can't help their parents help them find their way in life. So why do we have this historical, beautiful building, Civil Rights Museum, National Center for Civil Rights, Civil and Human Rights, because it reminds us what we can have. It reminds us that we can all work together if we want to.